It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Listen, put me in the parking lot, you know, um, with bears and I'll go out there and play. It don't matter. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right. Happy Wednesday, everyone. Zach Blackby here with you. Going solo today. We got a lot of stuff to talk about regarding uh, kickoff times. LSU lost another one of their best players. And uh, we also get called out, I guess since I'm solo today, I get called out by a few listeners as we jump into um, a few listener questions. Hey, today's show brought to you by our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. We're holding off on the 10-off promotions. Those will come uh, later in the week or early next week, largely because we want to focus on their app, their brand-new app that is coming uh, any day this week, so be sure to keep tabs on that, making the uh, the ordering experience, you getting meals or, or just things delivered to your home even easier. So check it out. Go to FetchMeDelivery.com or search Fetch Me in your phone's app store. Uh, for ways to uh, to download as well as to just check out uh, you know how to make your life easier. Fetch Me does that. And of course, you can use promo code ZAC20 for your first delivery free. All right, gentlemen. Excuse me. Ladies and gentlemen, excuse me. We got some kickoff times for a few Auburn games. And so uh, we got all of uh, week one Saturday, September 26th. It's so close. It's so close. But uh, Auburn's going to be opening things up. Kentucky at Auburn, the 11 a.m. kickoff on the SEC Network. Florida at Ole Miss is 11 o'clock on ESPN. Georgia at Arkansas at 3 o'clock on the SEC Network. That'll follow the Kentucky-Auburn game. Alabama at Missouri is at 6 p.m. Tennessee at South Carolina is at 6.30 on the SEC Network. And then Vandy at Texas A&M is on the SEC Network alternate. That tells you where Vandy is as a program. So, uh, we'll get to Auburn uh, in just a moment. But also, Auburn will be playing at Georgia on October 3rd, the Week 2 matchup, at 6.30 on ESPN. And then uh, we also got Saturday, October 31st, Halloween. LSU will be at Jordan-Hare Stadium at 2.30. That will be the primetime game on CBS. So here's just a few thoughts that I have on uh, so far what we know as far as kickoff times. For Auburn's schedule, I don't like the early kickoff against Kentucky. I know it's the super cliche thing to say for Auburn people. It's just, I don't like 11 o'clock kickoffs. I've listened to other college podcasts. No one likes their team playing at 11 o'clock. And I've always said that it benefits the road team, which is Kentucky in this situation. Does that even matter this year? How much does home field advantage matter this season when crowds aren't going to be that violent, that vicious? I don't think we know the answer to that, which brings me to my second thing. I don't like playing on the road, being the road team at 6.30. Uh, Primetime game on ESPN, but when you look at it, once again, you know when, you, when Auburn goes to Georgia week two on October 3rd, 6.30 kickoff on ESPN, how much does that matter? I mean, in all of my time covering college football, I've been like, okay, well, you know, the, the later the game in the SEC, it typically benefits the home team. But I, once again, I don't know exactly, I don't know where that slants this year. I have no idea. I don't think anyone really does. Uh, I've read a few articles that Vegas has, 
when they've set out lines, they've taken out the, some of the points that they give um, for home field advantage. So they um, they know what they're doing. They know what they're doing. Auburn and LSU primetime, I love it. I absolutely love it. I don't think this should surprise anyone. Um, but, I, yeah, yeah, I, I love it. So uh, in response to Week 2 versus Georgia, Brandon tweeted at us. Uh, here's his tweet. Really, at CBS, you're choosing Bama A&M Week 2 instead of the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Really. And Bama has three of its first six televised games. You do realize there are other at SEC schools, right? As if Saban needs help recruiting. At Auburn Football, at Z Blackerby, at Couch Pat Tato. I think Auburn-Georgia should be the 230 game. But CBS is going to pick Alabama when they can. And that Alabama-Texas A&M game, that's, that's a big deal. And regardless of what that Georgia-Auburn game looks like, that Bama A&M game is important. That Bama A&M game is important for Auburn uh, specifically. So that'll be worth um, keeping tabs on early this season. But Brandon, I agree with you. I think, uh, I think the primetime game, that 2.30 CBS slot, should always be Auburn-Georgia. No matter what week you play it, no matter who else is playing, um, same with the Iron Bowl. I think all of those contests should always be 2.30 on CBS. That's just kind of the way, that's the way it needs to be. But, hey, we'll figure it out. We will figure it out. Hey, want to give some love to our friends at rockauto.com. They make buying auto parts for your car, truck, or SUV as easy as possible. So I want to encourage you folks to go to rockauto.com and see just how simple it is. I know nothing about cars, and uh, it was very, very easy to me, and it was extremely, uh, it was significantly cheaper than, than going to uh, you know these, these different shops that only carry certain brands and certain car parts. These guys at rockauto.com have everything. They're not limited by inventory space, shelf space, or any of that stuff. So head over to our friends at rockauto.com and write Locked On in the How Did You Hear About Us box or Locked On Auburn at rockauto.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months, or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. All right, so LSU, they uh, we had some, uh, some good news there in regards to an Auburn perspective. Last week, when the best receiver, one of the best receivers in the SEC opted out, well, they've had another stud opt out this season. Tyler Shelvin against Auburn last year. He had his second highest tackle total for the season. So another big blow for the SEC West champs. The, uh, the, all the energy around LSU being able to do anything similar to what they did last year, I think has just been sucked out. I, I think uh, the, the most common prediction I'm seeing for them now is probably 6-4. and four. And I think Auburn goes better than 6-4 and four this year. I think it really comes down to what A&M and Auburn do as far as what the SEC West looks like. So I thought that was worth mentioning. Let's, uh, let's take some listener questions. 205-502-4285. Phoenix from Tennessee asks, 
Hey, fellas, thanks for getting in my question on Thursday. You guys are a voice for the fan, and we appreciate all of it, especially you Pappas. I hope Pappas listens today. But my last question didn't get much of a response. Let me give you guys a question to answer. There are so many toss-ups to get time and talent across the roster this year. I'm genuinely excited because I feel like Gus has a situation in which he can be a head coach uh, legitimately. That being said, what do you think is going to be the single largest output increase in what position on both sides of the ball with all the question marks? For me, it has to be running back and defensive back for us to be a contender. Um, I agree with that. I mean, you, you go position by position. I mean, offensive line may be better. I don't know how you measure that from an output standpoint. Offensive line is probably my answer. But as far as like something that you have to measure, I would say running the football. I'd say running the football. We talked about Booby Whitlow a little bit on yesterday's show. I think the running game and the running backs will be better than what Auburn has had the past two seasons. Nothing against Whitlow. I think it's just a scheme thing. I don't think he fit as far as what Malzahn wants to do. Could he have fit with what Morris wants to do? He likes throwing to the running backs more. Uh, possibly so. And if that's the case, that's a bummer. That's a bummer because uh, just from a scheme perspective, I just didn't see it. Defensive back is interesting because... The defensive line is worse, and so I imagine more passes will be less impacted by the pass rush. And so I'm curious to see what that looks like for the defensive backfield. They may get more tackles. Also, I mean, I think there's a chance that they just get more interceptions too because this Kevin Steele defense has been really, really good since he's been here. But the whole turnover thing, that just hasn't really happened as far as them just getting picks left and right. Maybe it'll happen this season. I don't know. I don't know. But as far as output increase goes, I agree with you on defensive back. And I agree with you on running back. But just to be different, I'll say the offensive line. I mean, despite Auburn losing four guys now going to the pros, they were not that great as a unit last year. I love the individual parts. But uh, I think when you look at how, uh, you know, just kind of whispers coming out of camp, it seems like these guys are, uh, these guys are really getting it. So I'll go offensive line, Phoenix. That is, uh, that'll be, uh, that way we're a little bit different. All right, we got more listener questions coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero-turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA, and now through June 30. Get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Got another one. I don't really know how to answer this. And I debated not even putting this on there, but... um, why does several members of Auburn players have an issue with black players expressing their experiences? They want them to shut up and play football, question mark. I haven't seen anything remotely close to that. I think this team has been very supportive. We've talked about this before, uh, Michael and I have. And when we hear from you know guys like K.J. Britt and Bo Nix and Owen Papo and Pretty much all the guys that we've heard from so far, Smoke and Sean Shivers, these guys, this team really seems to, they love each other. They really seem to like each other a lot and get along. And I think, 
I haven't heard anything. I, I don't know what this is referring to. Uh, I I haven't seen anything other than that. It seems like they were all fine with, you know, they called practice due to this last week. Um, but to say that uh, Auburn players have an issue with one another, I have not seen anything of the sort. Uh, I, I just haven't seen that at all. Um, Matt from Wichita, Kansas again. Hey, Matt. My bold prediction in response to yesterday's show, we, we put up some bold predictions. Uh, Matt says, Smoke Monday will be at least second team All-American at the end of the season. Um, okay. All right. I think, um, I don't know, I think a lot of Auburn fans wouldn't even tell you that's bold. I would. I agree with that. Um, I, I think that was a bold prediction. But I think a lot of people are kind of thinking that he has that, if he does that, that's kind of what's expected. A lot of people are thinking really highly of Smoke this year. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm for it. Uh, 205-502-4285. Hi, Locked On host. This is Dr. Dan. Love your show and personally find it to be one of the best Auburn-related podcasts out there. Thank you, Dr. Dan. Appreciate that. But I had to throw some shade your direction for your comments on the show today regarding the Auburn University marching band. I marched drumline in college around the end of the Tubbs years. The halftime shows are actually where the band spends most of their prep time. It's always exciting to see the band pump up the crowd during pregame, but the band actually does very little work preparing for the pregame show. Instead, they work their tails off on those halftime shows, usually learning multiple shows a year, all requiring different drill and music. The next few times you attend games, hang out for a few minutes and give them some serious attention. You're walking into lines for the bathroom and concessions anyway. Yeah, no question. I mean, it's clear that they spend a lot of time doing that. I dated a majorette my senior year at Auburn, and the... All they do is practice, practice, practice. Yeah, they work their tails off. Um, and as far as like the pregame thing, uh, it sounds like you're expected to know that pretty quick, and you just it doesn't change. And so they don't spend a whole lot of time on that compared to other things. Yeah, I had, I had heard the similar uh, same things there. But yeah, yeah, cool. Uh, as a follow-up to the previous text, consider interviewing Dr. Curry, uh, Corey Sperlin, um, marching band director, ironically a Bama alum. I didn't know that. Dr. Rick Good. Or uh, Dr. Um, Rosener, I hope I'm pronouncing his name right. All give great interviews, and it's a good way to get some behind-the-scenes story with the Auburn University Marching Band. Cool. I actually, uh, in response to this, I emailed Dr. Sperlin last night. We'll see if he answers me sometime soon. I'd love to have him on before the season to see what that looks like. Because they're going to be kind of all the, they, uh, all the football players have this season as far as creating some kind of in-stadium atmosphere. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what their plan is for that. Hopefully. Hopefully. I hope that did not come across as negative. Um, if it did, I, I apologize. 205-502-4285. All right, we got a voicemail from uh, our friend Ben from North Georgia. Hey, guys. It's Ben from North Georgia. Uh, great episode today. Um, I guess it's Friday. Uh, but I had a quick, uh, I guess a quick theory I wanted to run by you all and just see what you think. Do you think that the reason that the national media uh, has such a dislike for Bo Nix is because of his path accuracy in a clean pocket? I know that he was horrible at that last year. And I remember when I seen his numbers coming out of high school, he wasn't sacked very easily. Or I guess he didn't get sacked at all. And, it, you know, seeing it the last year, he was constantly running out of the pocket. Do you think that that's the reason why they – you know, constantly underrate him as a quarterback prospect or just that. I mean, he's obviously got talent, 
But, you know, the idea has always been if you've got a clean pocket, you should be able to pick apart a defense, or at least a good quarterback is going to do that. And um, and also just simply because it's me and i got to pick on Zach. Um, you know, I'm not going to really take – Take your uh, your opinions on who's going to be a great prospect or whatever, uh, Zach, uh, because I still don't see Devin Barrett, uh, you know, starting as a running back. Not that you ever pumped him up or anything like that. Here or y'all have a good evening. War Eagle. Ben, you've been listening to me longer than I realized that you have. Uh, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. Yeah, I was really high on Devin Barrett. I guess he was a freshman, which has been a few years. So, Ben, I appreciate you hanging on. And hanging out, uh, listening to the show for that long. That means a ton. That means a ton. But to be fair, if you're going to call me out for that one, you also got to give me credit. I, you know, I, was, I was very high. I was the first person uh, in the market to say that Noig Benogany was going to be a first-round pick. I nailed that. I, uh, I said that the NFL would like Driscoll more than Tega. I was the first one. I led the charge on that. Um, I called Stidham and Hastings, or Stidham and, uh, and, and, and uh, Ryan Davis to the Patriots. So give me that. But... Uh, yeah, no, I, I, I was wrong on Devin Barrett. That is true. That is true. Uh, Bo Nix, uh, as far as passing in a clean pocket, yeah, the numbers there were kind of interesting. We had, um, we had Seth Galena with Pro Football Focus. I know y'all hated that interview because <laughs> he was so down on Bo Nix, but the one thing he did say, the one thing he did talk about that I didn't realize, um, at the time watching, but now it kind of makes sense when you look back on it. And, uh, Ben, I'd forgotten that he had not gotten sacked. Uh, senior year in high school. That was a fun stat that we overhyped, but uh, I forgot all about that. But one thing that, he, that Seth Galena with Pro Football Focus did talk about Bo in a positive light was the fact that he was so good under pressure. In fact, his passing numbers were better when he was under pressure and moving around opposed to when he was in a clean pocket. So what does Chad Morris do with that? Or does he just say, hey, Bo, you need to get better at passing the ball in a clean pocket? I don't know what the coaching answer is to that. My guess is Bo is saying, like, no, I need to be better at doing everything. That's just kind of the guy that Bo Nix is, so that's kind of what I'm expecting there. Um, as far as the national media, I mean, statistically, and, like, the analytics obviously do not like him. Um, I, I guess when it comes down to it, he just he wasn't a world beater last year, and there were other... Here's my issue with the national media and their opinion of Bo Nix, is they say, well, yeah, he's just he, he wasn't accurate, and, you know, he's just not all that he's needed to be at certain times of the season. And then other guys, and it, like it's really Sam Howell from North Carolina. They love him, and every time that he makes a mistake, it's, uh, oh, well, he's a true freshman. Like, well, okay, a little bit of a double standard here, but that's fine, I guess. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I think Bo Nix may like it this way. Um. Locked on uh, the Locked On Podcast Network, all the college hosts, they put uh, they put together a top 25 poll. We all got to vote in it, and I thought I'd read the top 10 to you guys. It's pretty similar to the AP poll. Clemson at one, they made us vote for teams that aren't playing. So before, before you guys say anything, I had to put Ohio State in there. Clemson at one, Ohio State two, Alabama three, Georgia four, Oklahoma five, LSU six, Penn State seven, Oregon eight, Auburn at nine, and Florida at ten. Other notable uh, teams, Notre Dame was at 12. I put them at like 15, I think. Texas A&M was at 14. Texas is at 16. North Carolina at 17. Uh, And that was it. 
I put Tennessee higher than the AP did as well. Um, I think I might have put Kentucky in the top 25 too. But yeah, Auburn coming in at 9 in the Locked On, uh, locked on College poll. Um, starting, I guess, next week, I'm reading what uh, the court channel coordinator sent out. We're going to do a top 15 every week. So we'll see that. I voted Auburn at 7. If I remember correctly, I put Auburn originally at 7, which is where The Athletic put Auburn uh, in a story that they released a few days ago. So I think that makes sense. I may be being a homer. I don't know. I don't know. Y'all let me know. How would you rank your top 10? And let's assume, just so we can like stay consistent here, you can also rank play, uh, teams that aren't playing this season. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. All right. Uh, yeah, please reach out to us, 205-502-4285. And we'll, uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Follow me on Twitter at ZBlackby. Follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnAuburn and on Instagram at Auburn podcast we're also on tiktok if you care about that sort of thing see you tomorrow guys this has been locked on all it's the locked on podcast network your team every day the ncaa tournament is almost here and listening to locked on college basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket so don't wait Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.